Welcome to the Ben Men Podcast. We know that the Christian life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know the next step in making their spiritual life more important to them. I'm Pops. I'm Dave. And I'm Bob. We've entitled this series, Spiritual Disciplines 101, and today we're going to be talking about fasting. Which is also not my new um, <laughs> diet and juice cleanse that I am doing. Well, it's not not that. It's mostly just fasting from lame jokes on the podcast. There you which go. probably will not happen. Our ministry enjoys bringing you uh, the best of Christian resources. And for this series, we've been highlighting Dr. Donald Whitney's Spiritual Disciplines for the Christian Life. So Dave, would you start us off by defining spiritual disciplines. Absolutely. So when we uh, are discussing spiritual disciplines, as we've done through a few of these episodes, we're talking about habits that promote spiritual growth, namely Christ-likeness in its simplest definition, those things that help us draw closer to God. In 1 Timothy 4, uh, 8, it summarizes it incredibly well, um, defining the purpose of spiritual disciplines is to pursue godliness. That's great. Bob, why should we fast? Yeah, we shouldn't just fast to lose weight. Like I know that's been popular right now, like yeah. intermittent fasting and yeah. stuff like that. Like, okay, cool, I can lose pounds and great. So glad that people are enjoying that and that that's working for them. But the most important reason to fast, according to like Christianity or spirituality, is because honestly, as Christians, Jesus expects us to fast. That might sound weird, but uh, fasting is actually a spiritual discipline that Jesus taught and of course that he practiced, which you're probably familiar with that, even if you don't know a lot about Jesus. He says twice, actually, in the Gospel of Matthew chapter 6, when you fast, which is funny because he doesn't say if you fast, right? But there's kind of expectation that Christians are going to do this at some point. Um, the purpose then, in answer to your question, is it's an opportunity to seek God's grace. Um, it shouldn't be seen as some sort of weird legalistic chore to manipulate God into doing our bidding, but it's an opportunity to say, I don't need food, but God, I do need your grace. That's wonderful. Quick follow-up. Um, what are the different kinds of fasts? Yeah. You know, uh, Mega, is... hyper, super, extra. <laughs> Ultra fast. Really, really. NASCAR fast. Um, well, Donald, Donald Whitney in his book, um, he gives a number of them, but I'm just going to focus. Maybe Dave and I, we can focus on just four of them. Um, one would be called a normal fast. So this just involves not eating any food, but still drinking water. Um, so I think this is what you and I usually think about when we think of Yeah, fasting. I'd say that's kind of like my default, mm-hmm. not mine, because it, but, you know, that default. Yeah, this is yeah. kind of what people think. The most Se- common. Second one would be a partial fast, where it's just a limitation of diet. It's not abstaining from all food. So you think in the Old Testament, if you ever um, read the book of Daniel, mm-hmm. Daniel and these three young Jewish men, they get exiled into a different country. And in order to prove God's faithfulness to them and not breaking their own food laws, they just eat vegetables and uh, to eat and have water to drink. Yeah. yeah. You know, so that yeah. was like a partial fast for them. Or or uh, like everyone knows John the Baptist, right? Well, what did John the Baptist do? He didn't eat everything. He just ate locusts Locust and wild honey, honey yeah. in Matthew 3. So I hear they're fast, pretty high protein though. So maybe there was some uh, <laughs> secret sauce start, to that. Start eating bugs. Yeah. Further down the spectrum, then you have, a, you know, a, number three, an absolute fast. That's an abstaining from all food, all liquid. So, um, for example, after Paul was blinded, uh, he, for three days, did not drink anything or eat anything. Yeah. And then fourth, I'd say kind of the furthest, furthest end of the spectrum are the most extreme versions of fasting that I'd call supernatural fasting, the ones where only God sustains. So that's, you know, Moses, Elijah, Jesus in the wilderness for 40 days, the times where it's... You know, so, so far along without anything. 
Yeah, and God's sustaining them yeah, yeah. through it. Can I just interject something right here? Um, uh, I heard Dr. Whitney speak at a seminar one time, and I just want to follow this up for just a second because there are probably going to be listeners that say, well, you know, it's really hard to fast and I can't fast. He made a statement that was incredibly convicting to me, and he said, do you love Jesus more than you love lunch? Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, yeah, I can skip one or two meals in a fast and spend that time in devotions or in prayer. So it is convicting. Yeah. Yeah, it is. What's the purpose of fasting, Bob? Yeah. So um, again, there's a number of biblical reasons to fast, but uh, maybe we'll just stick on this for a couple of minutes because we've created, no surprise, a memory hack um, to help us remember some of the reasons why we ought to fast. And it's this phrase, press hope, um, which in, in some sense is kind of what we're what fasting is an exercise for. We want to press into God's hope beyond just our physical needs for food and water. So um, let me do the first few. Um, P um, in this press hope uh, memory hack, P is prayer. Fasting strengthens our prayer. Um, and it, it kind of gives us a passion to pray, especially when there's an urgent situation. Yeah. It helps kind of focus us. So prayer. Um, another reason is repentance, R. Yeah. Um, man, to express repentance and a renewed commitment to return to God, I think of like Jonah ch- uh, chapter 3. I think of some of my own experience. You just say, God, I, I need to turn back to you. Uh, third one, E, expressing worship um, to God. By just showing God, okay, God, you're my greatest pleasure. You're my greatest enjoyment in life. That doesn't come from food or something else. Uh, S is seeking guidance from God. Um, This happens a lot. And you hear this in other places of the world too. When a decision needs to be made and they feel like they need God's wisdom, they go, okay, so we prayed and we fasted, right? Um, It doesn't promise us that God's going to give us this magically clear answer all the time. But it can make us more receptive to the Holy Spirit than just our own inclinations. That's great. And the last S, seeking deliverance. So this could be protection from enemies, protection from circumstances, um, in times of persecution because of your faith, where you just say, okay, God, I'm crying out to you, either because of physical or spiritual enemies. Um, help me in yeah. this hour. Yeah. Before we started uh, to record, you had said that this press specifically um, really convicted you. Yeah. And maybe not, I mean, maybe not convicted me as much as just was a good memory for me. And like for my own life that I need to get back into fasting and yeah. doing that, not necessarily like doing it every day or every week, but with some sort of regular thing. Cause I just remember like these reasons are pretty important to me and pretty new. Like I think I've fasted a few times before, and I've sought these things, but I didn't even know if I could have articulated them this way, that that's what I wanted. Yeah. So I think specifically of times when I knew I needed to fast in order just to pray yeah. um, or in order to just express worship because I knew I was just kind of neglecting God yeah. in my heart. Yeah. And I can also think of times when I fasted out of repentance, when I was just so gut sick of my sin and I knew I needed God's help, more, frankly, more than I needed food. Yeah, yeah. Before we go on with the hope portion, Dave, uh, let me do a quick review so folks can remember this. P, prayer. R, repentance. E, express worship to God. S, seeking guidance. And S, seeking deliverance. Dave, you want to help us with hope? 
I would love to. Hope. H. H O P E. I think, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. H O P E. Yeah, sorry, I'm fasting. Like, I really can't focus. So. <laughs> yeah. H humbling, humbling, humbling ourselves before God. You think of um, King David in the Psalms when he says, Yet when my enemies, yet when my enemies, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. Mm. Yeah, even for his enemies, he was going to humble himself and seek the Lord on their behalf. Yeah. Yeah. He's a humble dude. O, overcoming temptation and spiritual challenges by dedicating ourselves to God through fasting. Just like um, the Lord uh, Jesus fasted before his temptation in Matthew 4. So H-O-P, providing for the needs of others. Like when Isaiah writes that fasting should make us sensitive to providing for you know the needs of those around us. E, expressing concern for others, um, especially when they're experiencing tragedy or going through um, something really difficult. Yeah. So, it you know, a little bit more um, alignment with the the letters from press, especially. Great. Mm-hmm. How long should we fast? Well, um, neither the Bible nor Jesus direct, directly like tells us a definitive time of how long we should fast. Um, so let the Holy Spirit guide you about how long and when you should fast. Like there's not a rigid rule about it. I would just say just make sure you do it safely. Yeah. Too like. Yeah. Um, don't read the Gospels and just say, okay, Jesus fasted for 40 days. Therefore, tomorrow I'm going to go fast for 40 days and not let anything touch my tongue. Like that that might be just a little bit unwise, especially if you're starting. Um, the Bible kind of lists fast maybe that are most common or the considered safest for people. It would be I'm fasting for a day or I'm fasting for par- part of a day or even just one night fast. Um, you can be intentional with these. So don't let me say that this is just for weaklings or whatever. It's not. Like this is where I'm at, right? I'd encourage myself and others start here and increase it to more than a day only after you've tried part of a day or one day. Yeah. So try that first. Obviously, the Bible lists fast of various lengths, three days, seven days, 21 days, 40 days. But some of those can also just be dangerous to your health. So before you do fast for longer than a day, one, I'd say make sure you have a good plan um, for it. Like, Hey, I'm going to have some juice and have some whatever. And I know this is going to happen in my schedule. So I'm not like running a marathon that day. So have a good plan and just make sure it's cleared with your own health status. Yeah. Kind of, um, so that you're not endangering other health issues that might be going on. Yeah. And let me just piggyback on that as a physician, I would say that, uh, if you are planning to fast for more than a day, it's really important that you do talk with your primary care doc, especially if you're pregnant, if you're nursing, if you're diabetic, or if you have a health problem that requires that you eat regularly or that you're on a specific diet. Um, you touched on this, and I, I couldn't agree with it more, and that is uh, if you've never fasted before, uh, do what Dr. Whitney said. Miss lunch. Miss one, two, or maybe even three meals before you jump into anything longer than that. Dave, we come to that portion of the podcast where I need to ask, so what? What are our takeaways about fasting? Yeah, <clears throat> so I would say, you know, as a reminder, the, the point of fasting is to do without, you know, so that we can become more Christ-like. It is such a great catalyst for making, you know, less of ourselves and, you know, emphasizing our needs, wants, desires, mm. less to, to be more oriented toward um drawing near to the Lord, you know, it's that concept of the feast and the fast. You can't truly understand what celebration and feasting is like, you know, especially in American lavishness where we're just constantly feasting and, and you know, gorging. And 
being gluttonous, you know, with the things we ingest in the media and the, yeah, everything. So um, if, if you're just coming into this fresh, it's pretty simple. Christ expects us to fast. It's an amazing opportunity to become more Christ-like and or deal with specific things, you know, and you can use it as a spiritual tool and discipline, like we've said, but not to be relied on as some legalistic crutch that's just, well, if I do this thing, or rather not do this thing by not mm-hmm. eating, then I absolutely will have this spiritual outcome. It's not equivocal. It's not an equation. It's not a it's not a trade, but it is a place that you can be intentional about cultivating where the Lord will meet you um, when you come in humbly and like all the letters that we worked through. I, I just want to say, I really love that comment you made, Dave, about the feast and the fast, because I think there's something really sweet that when you're always feasting, you don't get. Right, when right. you're over gluttonous, like I am a lot of the times, but when you fast, and this and the historic church has been all about this, right? We fast and we pull back, and there's moments of feast where we lean in and we enjoy God's goodness, and there's a good balance there um, that God wants for us. So, yeah, that's that's awesome. Great, Bob, give us a call to action. What's your next step? What's your next step? Try fasting with a goal. Um, set a date on your calendar. When you're going to fast for one or two meals or maybe for a full day and then pick one goal that you want to focus on that day um, when you feel hunger. So you can pick from kind of these different goals here on the press hope list. Maybe it's our repentance. So when you feel hunger, you can pray a short prayer, maybe something like, God, I need your grace more than food. Please turn my heart from this area of sin that I love too much and help me to love you more. Don't worry, by the way, if nothing magical happens on this day, like angels descending upon you or some epiphany of what God wants you to do with your life. Like, remember, this is an exercise. It's just something for us to fit into our lives with general regularity to help us draw closer to God. So it will have a small effect, even if you don't feel it. Um, And if you do it, let us know what was hard, what was great, what, what did God do? Um, because honestly, we just love hearing from you. So comment here on this video or let us know on socials how it went. That's great. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for joining us for this episode of the Bid Men Podcast. We know that the spiritual life can be hard to figure out, but we also believe that everyone should know the next step for making their spiritual life more important to them. Bid Men is a resource ministry dedicated to helping you discover those next steps. Yeah, so please feel free to check out the show notes and other episodes and uh, a lot of really good blogs written by very cool people named Bob and other people Mm. on vinman.org. And uh, especially check us out on socials. We put out different content there and is a way better way to engage. Um, YouTube uh, really doesn't like making discovery easy, so be sure to subscribe to our channel if you enjoyed this and want to see more. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to the next episode. God bless.